doing good? Come on, you still doing good? Come on, look at your neighbor tell him I'm doing good. I'm doing good, doing good. Hey, I want to mention just a couple of things, uh, just piggybacking off of that Spirit of Giving announcement. Uh, we are still in need of a lot of items, and so if you want to be a part of that, we invite you to do that. You can stop in the lobby at Impact Central and get a list of everything that we need. And uh, we just want to bless as many people as we possibly can on December 15th through the Spirit of Giving event. And so be a part of that. Uh, not only do we need the items, and, and you can go be a part of that, but also show up that day and serve. Show up that day and be a part of what God's doing in our community and giving back to our community. And then the last thing is those uh, Thanksgiving baskets, the items. If you want to register a family uh, that you you know that's in need, you can do that at yourimpactchurch.com and then click on the Thanksgiving baskets banner. And it will take you directly to the link uh, where you can sign up a family to receive one of those. And that only takes a few seconds. And then also, those of you that are going to be a part of uh, putting those together and getting the items for the actual baskets, the turkey and the stuffing and all of those things, be sure and stop by and sign up for the items that you're going to bring at Impact Central. And then next Sunday is when we need those turned in. So between now and next Sunday, go do your shopping, get what you need, and uh, bring it next Sunday so that we can put those baskets together and be a blessing to people uh, this Thanksgiving season. Amen? All right. Well, we are beginning a brand new series today that we're calling Rhythms. Rhythms. And I want to welcome those of you that are watching online. We're excited that you've tuned in, uh, that you have logged on, and you are a part of church today online on the other side of a screen. And we're doing this series. I was praying and trying to decide where do we go. Uh, holiday season coming up, and Thanksgiving's coming, and Christmas is coming. And and uh, I'm excited about all those things, but God really laid this on my heart and there's going to be three things in particular we're going to talk about in this series. And that's going to be work, rest, and worship. Come on, anybody need any help in the area of work, rest, and worship? And we're going to, we're going to deal with these because it's a tension that we have in our lives. And as I was preparing for this series, I was thinking about all the times in my life when I've struggled to find a rhythm. Uh, struggled to find a rhythm. I remember whenever we first started the church, and as the church goes through different seasons, it, it, it a new rhythm comes, right? you got to figure out, okay, now how are we going to do it in this season? Who's going to have this responsibility in this season? Okay, we more leaders are needed in this season, and as our church continues to grow, there's going to be different rhythms along the way. But I can remember all these times, especially when we were first starting the church, trying to find a rhythm for all these things, a rhythm for work, and a rhythm for rest, and a rhythm for worship and how it all goes together. And so I want to try to help you to the best of my ability the way that I feel like God uh, gave this to me. Because I believe, have you ever struggled to find your rhythm? Anybody ever struggled with rhythm in life? I'm not talking about rhythm like you can't sing or play drums. I'm not talking about that rhythm. <laughs> but rhythm in life. You're going through life and it's like I just can't find a rhythm. And a lot of times we say it like this. Uh, which I don't necessarily love this term, but a lot of times we say, I can't figure out the balance. That's what we say a lot of times. So if you've said that before, I can't figure out the balance, how to balance this and balance that and balance that. That's what we're talking about, but we're going to call it rhythm because I believe it's more about finding a rhythm than it is about balancing things in your life. And uh, sometimes we feel like, well, if I work more, I'm cheating my family. Try to balance it all out. If I work more, I'm cheating my family. Or if I spend more time at home, I'm cheating work. Or if I take time to rest, I'm not getting things done. Come on, somebody. 
If I take time to worship, I'm going to get behind. If I read my Bible, then, man, that's 30 minutes of my day that I just spent doing that when I could have been doing something else. And the whole time I'm doing that, I'm thinking about all the other stuff that I need to do. Am I the only one that struggles with this? Or is anybody else in the building today? <laughs> it's, a, it's a struggle between work and rest and worship and all of these things. And I know I've felt these things, and my guess is that you have as well. And so I want to talk about them over the next couple of weeks in this series. We're going to talk about work and rest and worship and how they complement each other. How they complement each other. Um, I really believe this is going to be beneficial. And today I want to start it off with a message that I am titling, uh, Finding Your Rhythm. Finding Your Rhythm. Now let me tell you about something that's really cool. Um, and I'm going to get it out so maybe I can maybe I can show you. Hopefully it will work. This is a new thing that we are trying, and so bear with us. All right, does, any, does everybody have the Bible app? If you have the Bible app, version Bible app on your phone, will you raise your hand? If you don't have it, just go to your app store and search uh, Bible app or version or something like that, and it'll come up. But there is, there's a new feature that our church is, is beginning to use. And so I know some of you like, you know, you bring your journal and, and you get a notes page and you have all this stuff and you write all this stuff down. But here's the cool thing that we're going to start utilizing as well. If you go into, so everybody, if you have the Bible app, get your phone out. We're all going to do this together. Come on, everybody participate. If you've got the Bible app on your phone. So when you, and open up the Bible app, you got to be in it. So go in the Bible app and whenever, whenever it comes up, I'm seeing right now that, uh, that, Somebody is now friends with somebody else, and somebody is now friends with somebody else. It's almost like your news feed. So that'll probably be the first thing that comes up. But at the bottom right-hand corner, it says more. You see the three lines that say more? If you click on that, and it'll bring up a list. If you click on events, so just more and then events, it's by your location where you are right now, you're going to see Impact Church is live on the Bible app, Okay. So if you click on if you click on Impact Church and it'll tell you what the name of the like rhythms part one is what it should say if you click on that there are your message notes right there so you can get <laughs> everyone's like yes thank you pastor that's awesome <laughs> so so it's got the name of the message it has our text that we're going to look at and here's the cool thing in the top right hand corner or I'll say this first underneath each segment where it says the title. It has the, 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 uh, the text that we're going to read in the Word. It's got some of our points. Underneath each one, it also says add notes. Everybody see where it says that? Add notes. So if you're logged in, it says add notes. You can add your own notes. So when we're under a certain point, you can click on that and add your note. And then at the end of service, at the top right, it says save. You can save this event, and it'll save it forever in your saved events. If you go back to events where it was find events at the top, there's two two uh, windows there. If you click saved events, everything that you've ever saved uh, from messages here at the church, you'll have it right there. You can always go back and look at that. And so some of you might want to use paper. That's awesome. Some of you that are like me that love technology and uh, are always looking for the next best thing, you can click on that. And so when you show up on a Sunday, uh, we'll go live on there and you can pull up the notes and take notes on your phone or your iPad or whatever you want to do, or you can write them down as well. All right. I took a lot of time to do that, but I wanted to make you aware because I think it's a cool feature that uh, that you'll be able to utilize, and it's something that'll keep it right there on your phone in that app that you can always go back and reference. And so, uh, so today's message is titled "Finding Your Rhythm," and and as we get started today, I I think we can all agree that there's one aspect of life that can often 
seem like a necessary frustration. <laughs> and that sounds like a, a weird term, but it's a necessary frustration and it's work. Anybody feel like work is necessary, but it's frustrating? <laughs> it's a necessary, fr- like, I've got to work, but I don't want to, <laughs> right? Like, I just want to figure out how I can start something, do something, whatever, so that maybe I can make some money and not have to work. It's a necessary frustration, and work can cause us to be exhausted. Anybody ever been exhausted by work? You've been frustrated by work. You've lacked motivation at work. And a lot of times, this is especially if you don't enjoy the work that you do. A lot of times, you lack motivation to get up in the morning to go do the work that you don't want to do. (laughs) Are you with me? And so I want to talk about this a little bit today because... Uh, we're, we're going somewhere, and I want to start. What I love is is that as we go through the series and everything that we do here as a church, it's, it's always something that God's Word speaks to. And maybe you've never found it. Maybe you've never narrowed it down. Maybe you've never found the, the certain verse or this passage or whatever that talks about that thing. And hopefully God will allow me to, to present it to you in a way that you can understand it so that we can all learn and grow, and I believe we're going to be helped today. And so... Um, as we go through this, we're going to be looking at a few different scriptures, and I want us to start uh, with what Paul wrote about this topic of working. This is Second Thessalonians chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 6 and read about 9 or 10 verses and then talk about it for a minute. But uh, you can follow along in that app or you can follow along on the screen behind me. It says, Brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, we tell you to stay away from any believer who refuses to work. People who refuse to work are not following the teaching that we gave them. You yourselves know that you should live like we do. We are not lazy when we were. We were not lazy when we were with you. We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked and worked so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We worked night and day. We had the right to ask you to help us, but we worked to take care of ourselves so that we would be an example for you to follow. When we were with you, we gave you this rule. Whoever will, will not work should not be allowed to eat. We hear that some people in your group refuse to work. They are doing nothing except being busy in the lives of others. Being nosy. Can we just put it that way? Can we just put it in the Gabe translation? They're not, doing, they're not working. They're being nosy. They're up in everybody else's business, scrolling their Instagram or their Facebook feed, making comments and, and sharing stuff and just being a part of what's going on in your life, and they're not doing anything. Verse 12, our instruction to them is to stop bothering others to start working and earn their own food. It is by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ that we are urging them to do this. Brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. If there are some there who refuse to do what we tell you in this letter, remember who they are. Don't associate with them, then maybe they will feel ashamed. But don't treat them as enemies, counsel them as fellow believers. So let's talk about this for a minute. (laughs) So Paul's giving some harsh, harsh instruction. We think it's harsh. A lot of times in their day, you know, it was probably the norm. In today's culture, we think, wow, that's harsh. You're telling me that I need to work, that I need to do this, that I need to be, you know, productive, that I need to be earning the food that I'm eating, that I need to be doing all these things. But I love what he says at the very end. He says, but don't treat them as enemies. So in other words, if you come across somebody that's doing that, don't shun them for doing that. Sometimes I think we, we get too surprised by, by people who are not believers acting like they're not believers. And, and we think, well, why are you acting that way? Well, I don't know why you're doing that. Because they're not a believer. <laughs> why would they act like a believer if they don't believe? You see what I'm saying? 
But when you become a believer, then there's some instruction on how you're supposed to live your life and how it's the most beneficial way to live your life and some principles that God put in Scripture to help you so that you can have life to the fullest. And so with the rest of our time today, I want to talk about two points regarding this area of work in our lives. Here's number one. You can write it down or you can take notes in the Bible app if you want to. It's hard work is important. Hard work is important. We're talking about finding your rhythm. The first thing you need to know is that hard work is important. That hard work is necessary. That you, we need to learn how to work hard. Uh, hard work is important because there are certain benefits that come with it. And I want to talk about just a few of these benefits that maybe you're familiar with. Um, here's the first benefit of hard work. You get to eat. <laughs> right? First benefit, you get to eat, you work, you can afford to buy food, you cook the food, you go out to eat or whatever, you know, we try not to go out to eat a whole lot because with our family, we have a family of six, four kids, and our kids are getting older, and they're starting to eat a whole, whole lot, and so when we go out to eat as a family, it's like $50, it's nothing to spend $50 at the restaurant, so we're like, you know what we could have done with $50? <laughs> and I just ate, in some places you go and you eat and you spend $50, you're not even full when you leave. Like, I could have done so much more, I could have eaten 50 sandwiches for $50 and filled myself up, but I just spent all this money eating out, right? But it's a benefit. Um, another one is paying the bills. When you work hard, you can pay the bills. When you work hard, here's another one, you can enjoy entertainment. Come on, we like this one. You can enjoy some things in life. You can enjoy a vacation, can enjoy Netflix for $10 a month. Come on, somebody. <laughs> more and more people I talk to nowadays don't even have TV or cable or satellite or anything. He's got Netflix, Hulu, whatever whatever you use. But you can enjoy you can enjoy entertainment. You know, you can go places, you can do things when you work hard. Another one is this, which I love this one, it's investing in things that we're passionate about. When you work hard, you earn a living. You can then invest in things that you're passionate about. You can invest in you can invest in your church. You can invest in the people around you. You can invest in your kids. You can invest in your spouse. You can invest in, in ministries in the community that you're that you're a part of or that you feel passionately about. All of these are benefits of working hard. They're benefits of working hard. And in this part of his letter to the Thessalonians that we read just a minute ago, Paul's explaining the importance of working and handling our responsibilities. And even in verse 10, he stresses it so much that he says a person shouldn't expect to eat if they aren't willing to work. I think Paul's for real. <laughs> that don't expect to eat if you're not willing to do some work. If you're not willing to, to, to put some effort forth then don't expect everything to just be given to you. Now, as a church, we give things away and we bless people and we serve in the community. We do all that stuff for those that are less fortunate and we're happy to do that. I'm not condemning anybody who's less fortunate or who can't find a job or who doesn't have a place to live or anything like that. What I'm saying is that Paul's saying, listen, he's writing to believers. He says, hey, you're a believer. Here's something that, that God wants for your life. Work hard. Work hard. Be an example to everybody else in your life by how hard you work. By doing a good job. 
when you work. I love this quote that I found. It's, it's Call to Career is the name of this organization, and the founder, Cheryl Palmer, she said this, and you can see this on the screen behind me. It says, in many workplaces, there is a push to appear busy all the time, with the issue being not so much about how much you actually produce, but that you have many irons in the fire, or at least appear to. So our culture is in this shift right now to where it's more important for you to have so many things going on than it is to work hard at something. And so we make, we make comments about being busy and, well, I'm doing this over here and doing that over there. And, and, and there's an importance that's being placed on that more so than even being productive in what God has called you to do is to have 101 things that you're doing. Are you with me? Y'all aren't amening too much today. But I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to help me. And we see this a lot of times. People, you ever, maybe you've been one of these people, maybe you've seen this before, but people act busy when the boss comes around. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> At work, you know, you, all you and your coworkers, you got this, you got this code, right? Text message goes out when the boss gets there. Look like you're doing something. <laughs> Appear to be busy. <laughs> Because he's coming around the corner. I think about the movie The Proposal. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Proposal, Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. That movie cracks me up every time I watch it. But it reminds me of when she's the editor at the <laughs> at this place that she works, and she's the boss. And every time she walks in, there's like an instant message on their computers, and somebody says, she's coming, you know, or something like that. And it pops up on everybody's computer, and everybody starts acting like they're working so hard. But there's been this shift. And I think sometimes... Uh, it appears that, that we're, we're getting more done when we're an inch deep and a mile wide. So we're not working hard at anything or we're not accomplishing what God wants us to do because we have 75 irons in the fire and we can't do anything really well because we're just trying to keep ourselves busy doing things, trying to make a living, trying to be successful, trying to achieve something. And neither one of these Examples is the best solution for your life. We could even say it this way. Having a bunch of irons in the fire doesn't equal success or accomplishment. The fact that you're doing a bunch of things doesn't mean you're getting anything done. Doesn't mean that you're doing what God called you to do. You could be doing 70 other things and not doing the one thing God told you to do. And you're trying to busy yourself with all this other stuff so that you don't have to think about what God told you to do. And maybe you can keep yourself busy and distracted and so you're doing all this other stuff. And you're not doing the one thing that God told you to do, but you got you got a bunch of irons in the fire. That doesn't always mean you're working hard. <laughs> you might be working hard, you might be working hard on the wrong thing. You might be working hard on the wrong thing. I love Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. It says, in all the work you are given, do the best you can. Work as though you are working for the Lord, not any earthly master. I love this part. Remember that you will receive your reward from the Lord who will give you what he promised his people. Come on, sometimes we're looking for a reward while we're here on earth and for somebody to notice us and somebody to pay attention and for somebody to be thankful for what we're doing and for somebody to give us the promotion and for somebody to, to recognize that we're important. Man, look at him. Look at her. They're important. Look at all they're doing. And we're looking for our validation from people here when God says, listen, work hard at everything you do. When God puts you in a position, work hard to the best of your ability like you're working for the Lord because... You will receive your reward from the Lord who has promised his people. 
Sometimes we need to stop looking for validation in other people and, and, and try to make people think that we got a lot going on and we got many irons in the fire and maybe it'll make me look like I'm important and focus on what God told us to do and work hard at what God told us to do so that we can get the reward that God wants to give us for doing the thing that God wanted us to do. And God desires for each one of us to work hard and support our families and provide money for food and give our best where he has placed us. And I think we can all agree that hard work is important, but point number two goes hand in hand with hard work. And so we see that hard work is important. And here's number two, rest is just as important. See, this is where it's about to get real. <laughs> hard work, some of y'all are like, yeah, man, I'm working hard. <sighs> yeah, earning a living. Got it going on. <laughs> but here's number, here's number two, <laughs> rest is just as important as hard work. I want to read, this is Mark chapter 2, starting in verse 23, says, On the Sabbath day, Jesus and his followers were walking through some grain fields. The followers picked some grain to eat. Some Pharisees said to Jesus, Why are your followers doing this? It is against the law to pick grain on the Sabbath day. Don't be like that. That's not in the Bible. This is me talking right now. Don't be like that. <laughs> Don't be picking out what everybody else is doing wrong. Because a lot of times, there's another scripture I can read to you that when you're picking out everything else is doing wrong, you probably have this big thing that's going wrong in your life that you're not dealing with, you're not allowing God to deal with, and you're focusing on other people instead. Verse 25, Jesus answered, You have read what David did when he and the people with him were hungry and needed food. It was during the time of Abiathar, hard word, the high priest. David went into God's house and ate the bread that was offered to God, and the law of Moses says that only priests can eat that bread. David also gave some of the bread to the people with him. Then Jesus said to the Pharisees, The Sabbath day was made to help people. People were not made to be ruled by the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord of every day, even the Sabbath. Can I, can I talk to you about rest for just a minute? And I'm talking to you from, uh, I'm learning this in real time. <laughs> this is real time preaching right here. So, I'm talking to myself. Rest is meant to re-energize and rejuvenate you. Rest is meant to re-energize and to rejuvenate your mind. To re-energize and rejuvenate your body. So that you can then continue to do what it is that you need to continue to do. But you got to rest. Are you with me? I know you're being quiet because you're taking so many notes because this is so good and you need this in your life. <laughs> you need some rest. And we can't set aside all of our, I want you to hear me, we can't set aside all of our responsibilities and do no work, but at the same time, rest should be a normal part of your life. You can't rest all the time. <laughs> Just keeping one of the Ten Commandments, baby. Just resting. Well, you ain't supposed to rest seven days a week. <laughs> you got to work hard too, but rest, you can't neglect your responsibility, but rest should be a normal part of your life. It should be in your routine. It should be a rhythm. Working and resting. When was the last time you really rested? When was the last time you really rested? Sometimes we believe that we are, when we're busy doing good work in our workplace, 
We believe that we're busy doing good work in our workplace, but we're actually just being busybodies. Got to go back in today. Whew, a lot to be done. Whew, not going to make the deadline if I don't get back in there one more time. Oh, I know it's Saturday. I know it's Sunday. I know, oh, but man, I'm just not going to get it. There's just too much to do. Just got to get in there and do it. And we feel like we're being productive. Really, we're just being busybodies, and we're neglecting what God has said is a practice and a principle that you need in your life to be healthy and successful and to achieve what God wants you to achieve. You got to have rest. You got to have rest. You got to have hard work, but you also have to have rest. Working for the sake of busyness is not a good thing. Just keeping yourself busy all the time is not good. It's not good just looking for something else to do. Just looking for somewhere else to go. Just looking for one more thing. Just don't want to, ooh, don't have time to rest. Just looking for one more thing to do. What you got going on today? I don't know. I'm searching. <laughs> I might go do this. I might go do that. I might go do that. Well, do you just want to rest <laughs> for one day? Can we just rest? I found another quote that will be on the screen behind me. This is Mark Dorio, I believe is how you say his name. And he said, looking busy is now a status symbol at work. It's a new badge of honor. If you're not busy, check this out, you're not seen as important. <laughs> Somebody, and we do this all the time. We got going on today. Well, you know, I just got, I got to do this and, you know, nine to 10 and then. You know, then I got a little bit of a break there, you know, run over here and meet with these people and do this or whatever. What are you doing? You're trying to prove you're important. Because if I tell you, well, today I'm just resting. Today's my day of rest. Someone might look at you cross-eyed. <laughs> Someone might look at you as like, whoa, whoa. I thought you were a hard worker. <laughs> I thought you ain't busy. Whew, I'm busy, you know, this is all I got going on right here. You ain't busy, just resting? Whew, I don't know about all that rest. And here's the reason why we say that a lot of times. It's because culture says that we're supposed to add one more thing and add one more thing and add one more thing. You got some free time, you need to add one more thing. Whew, you don't, get, you ain't, don't go to bed till 11. You need to be working till 11. You need to be thinking of something to do at 9.30 at night. You need to be thinking about what you got going on tomorrow at 9.30 at night. And this is so This is so the enemy. This is so the enemy. Because if he can't take you out, he'll just make you so busy that you ain't doing nothing for God. And you're not following God's example that he set in the very beginning that God created the heavens and the earth in six days and on the seventh day he rested. God didn't need rest. <laughs> the reason it's in there is for you and me. God said, I'm going to be an example. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to create. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work hard for six days. And on the seventh day, I'm going to rest. But somehow we feel like we're above God's standard. And we got to be working all the time. And never resting, or we're resting all the time and never working hard. We could take it the other way as well. See, culture says that rest means lazy. And that rest is unproductive. But we can get a proper perspective of rest when we stop associating it with being unproductive. 
See, this is a personal struggle. Just be honest with you for a minute. Whenever, I, when, <laughs> whenever you got some downtime, and maybe you're like me, in the moments that you have, that you start thinking about everything else you need to do. Boy, if I sit here for 10 minutes, then <laughs> all I could do in 10 minutes. You can't do nothing in no 10 minutes that God can't do better than you if you took a little bit of time and spent it with him and allowed him to work on your behalf while you were resting. <laughs> but we feel like we got to be doing something 24-7, 365, just working hard for God. You're going to burn out. You keep doing that for the next 10 years and then come back and talk to me. And I can probably pinpoint where you're going to be. You're going to be burned out. Because you're not following what God said to follow. And you're going to be burned out because you think you're working hard and you got good intentions. I know and you're just trying to provide for your family. And we just want to be able to take a vacation. And we just want to be able to go somewhere. And we just want to be able to support my kids and, and take care of my family the best of my ability. God said work hard, but rest. Rest. Take some time to rest. I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but but a lot of us believe and obey nine of the Ten Commandments. We don't steal. Not killing anybody. Didn't lie to you in the last three days. <laughs> but we somehow skip over the one that says... Honor the Sabbath. Take a day of rest. And here's, here's the best part. Every week. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, yes, the 31st of every month is when I'm going to take my day of rest. No. <laughs> God said work hard and take a day off every week. Take a day off. Take a day off. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a day off and take a nap. Some, some of us walking around just so exhausted, so tired, it's like, when was the last time you took a day off? When was the last time you just did something that you enjoyed doing? And another thing that rest is good for is that it allows us opportunity for friends and family. See, some of us don't have any time for friends and family because we're hardworking and we're not taking any time off. We're not resting. And rest provides an opportunity for you to spend time with your friends, to spend time with your family, spend time with your spouse. Go do something together that's just fun for you to do. Do you have room in your schedule for friends and family? An NBC article, and I'm wrapping it up, but an NBC article explains that many times when we work out and exercise, we don't benefit like we should because we don't give our bodies time to recover. Come on, if you go to the gym seven days a week and never take a day off, you'll stop growing muscle because you don't let your body, you're not getting the full benefit of what you're doing because you're not taking a rest day. <laughs> There's no time for your muscles to recoup from them inflaming, and so you're not getting the full benefit. You're like, I don't know why I'm just not getting bigger. I don't know why I don't feel like I'm in shape. I don't know why I'm not toning up. You need a day of rest. You need to work hard, work out hard, and then take a day off so that your muscles and your body 
can recoup. And it's the same thing in our lives. When we work and we don't rest, we don't benefit fully like we should because we're not submitting this area of our life to God. We're not submitting it to God. And so we have a bunch of irons in the fire and no time for rest, no time for our family, no time for friends, no time to do something recreational, no time to enjoy life. Come on, some of us are burned out. Some of us are mad and angry and frustrated because you have not done anything fun in so long. And you're walking around mad at the world and God's like, if you just take a day off and do something fun. And we're, we're, we're angry, we're frustrated, we're like, everything's getting on our nerves. Somebody says something and you're walking around like, I cannot believe they just said that. <laughs> and God's like, you know what the solution to that is? <laughs> you haven't taken a day off in the last three and a half months and done something that is just fun. Rest is important. And I'm going to say it again, you can't rest all the time because there's also a principle that God put in place to where you're supposed to work hard. But if you work hard and you don't rest, you're not going to benefit in your life the way that God wants you to benefit in your life because you're not submitting that part of your life to God. you got to work hard and rest. I'm going to bring the worship team back up as I wrap this up. When we understand that rest is good, we'll make it a priority. And so many times in our lives, we overvalue work and we undervalue rest. And I heard a pastor say it in a podcast that has stuck with me for the last few weeks. He said it this way. He said, here's how he felt like God told him to do. He said, what if, what if we all worked hard five days a week? Now, I understand you might have a job to where you have to work one day here and there on the weekend and maybe your schedule changes and things like that. But just, just hear me out. What if we worked hard five days a week? What if we did something fun one day a week and we gave one day to God? What if you said, you know what, here's how I think that God wants me to live my best life. Here's how I can be fully alive is I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work at what I'm doing like I'm working for God and not for people. So I'm going to work hard five days a week. And then one day a week, I'm going to go play golf. I'm going to hang out with my <laughs> Amen, that's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hang out with, with my family. We're going to take the kids. This is what we do for occasionally. I'm gonna take the, we're going to take the kids to Chuck E. Cheese and just have some fun. We're going to go out in the backyard and jump on the trampoline together. I'm going to do something that is just fun. I'm going to re-energize myself. And then what if you gave one day to God? One day to God. And just said, and here's, here's the cool thing. This might be the best thing of all. Is that when you take a day and you rest and you give one day to God, God is working behind the scenes in the day that you have honored him with to give to him and rest. And he's doing more behind the scenes in that one day than you could have done in eight hours on that one day. He's setting up, he's setting up, some of you are going to take a day off and then two days later you're going to have that encounter and God's going to bring that person into your life that you've been trying to meet or that you've been trying to do or that promotion you've been trying to get or whatever because God said, because you honored me in this principle, I'm working behind the scenes honoring you and because you decided to take a day off 
and make it a regular thing in your life so that you can rejuvenate and you can, come on, we need to be doing this. Here's the, here's the reason why it's so important for me to take some, some days off. And, and sometimes to get out of town and sometimes to take a couple of days. It's because I want to do this until I retire, not for the next five years. And if I'm constantly working and thinking about it and doing and putting effort forth and preaching and this and that, I'm not going to last for the next 50 years. And neither will you. It's about the law. Come on, life is a marathon, not a sprint. And God put some things in, 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 some principles in the word that if we'll apply them, we can go for the long haul and not just for five or ten years and then burn out and wonder why we lost our family, why we, why this is happening, why, why did we go there, why did we do that, why am I feeling this way? God says, what if, what if we worked hard, we incorporated some fun, and we gave one day to God? We gave one day to God and said, God, I know there's a lot of stuff that I could be doing right now and I feel like I'm not being productive, but I believe that you can be more productive for me as I honor you with a day off and a day of rest than I could be doing it myself. And so, God, I'm going to honor you and I'm going to trust you. It's a trust thing. We don't trust God in this area of our life. We don't trust God that he can accomplish more when we do it his way. And we need to learn to trust God in this area of our life. And work hard, but rest. Work hard, but rest. Will you stand to your feet today? Why do I believe this to be true? I'm going to say this, and then we're going to pray and sing one final song. Why do I believe this to be true? It's because in, in, the, in the text that we read just a few minutes ago, it, it, it flat out said this, that God created rest for you. He said, he said the Sabbath day which is a day of rest, the Sabbath day was created to help you. That's what he said. They're making it all legalistic and doing all this stuff, and, 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 and maybe you need to put it in your schedule saying, you know what, every, every Sunday or every Saturday or whatever your day is, you know what, we're going to get up, we're going to go to church together as a family, we're going to serve, and then I'm not going home and mowing the yard. I'm not going home and trying to fix something. Because I'm going to rest. We're going to worship together. And then we're going to rest for the rest of the day. We're going to enjoy each other for the rest of the day. We're going to take a day off. And then when Monday comes back around, I'm going to hit it again. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work like I'm working for the Lord. But then when the weekend comes around again, I'm going to go out and do something fun that I enjoy doing to kind of re-energize me and rejuvenate me. And I'm going to give God one day. I'm going to give God one day. God, I thank you right now for your word. Lord, we thank you that you have called us to work hard, but not just work hard. You've called us to rest hard. So God, I pray that you would remind us that not only are we called to work hard, but God, we're called to rest hard. Lord, that rest would be a normal part of our lives. God, that we would give you one day a week. That we would honor you in this area of our lives and what you've called us to do. And that one day a week, we're going to rest. We're going to honor you. We're going to give that day to you and watch what you can do as we honor you with that area of our lives. God, I pray right now, I want to invite the prayer team to come down. Lord, as we sing this final song, if there's anybody here today who needs prayer, if it's in this area of work or this area of rest, or it might be some financial struggle or, or, or a relationship struggle, whatever it is, God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that as we sing this song, that you would draw every person who needs prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.